0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast with the Sons of Thunder. We've got a great one in store for you guys. We're talking about being dangerous in relationships and, and wrestling with God and what that means. And um, we ho- We're glad you guys could join us, and we hope you guys enjoy the cast.
1: Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Eric, Jacob, Sean, and John. Ooh, we
0: are all here. We're all here, and we're happening. How was the week, guys? It was good. It was good. It
1: was a good week. Yeah. we went by uh, quick. John, Sean, and I went skeet shooting Oh, last weekend.
0: Yeah. A lot of fun. It was the first time since I went without, when I was a kid. So the last time I went skeet shooting, is mm-hmm. that what it is? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid. And I think they gave me some shotgun that could just hit every shell. Because when I was <laughs> a kid, a spread. Yeah, I, when I was a kid, I was like, "Wow, I'm so good at this." Just a just a, just a sawed-off shotgun. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I thought I thought it was, <laughs> I I thought going it was gonna back. be. Well, they probably just did like the most dinky little pull oh, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's. Um, I realized uh, something about you, Eric. Me? How? Um, oh gosh. Just I realized about your. Um, how like eager you are to try new things (laughs) (laughs) because we literally did not stay at the, I mean, it's a pretty cool place. So we went to the horse and hunt club. It's a pretty (laughs) cool place. And they have like, I mean, so many different areas that you can go shoot and they all throw the clays different areas. And Eric was like, okay, do we all get a shot off? Well, let's go to the next one.
1: Let's go to the next one. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know how many acres it is, but it's huge. Oh, it's so, and so there's big. so many different stalls you can yeah, move through. Yeah. And you know, I've been there and the, when it's warm, it was negative three when we went. So it was just, our, I cannot feel my fingers by the end, but it was a yeah. blast. But yeah, I like to try new things. I just <laughs> yeah. took uh, the Myers-Briggs test. I got the ENFP. Extra natural family planning. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra. extra. <laughs> um, but well, it says I'm a campaigner, and it says I, I can't do any. It's hard for me to do the same thing twice, and that if I have an idea and it's not original, I lose that idea. I don't care for it anymore.
0: So when you order ice cream, do you get the same thing? Whenever ice cream. Yeah, when you oh, go to yeah. ice cream shop. I mean, that's so funny. You bring Interesting. That
1: Cookies and cream. Yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. So what about yeah.
0: coffee? Do you Are you that kind of person that has to try something new? Because that's kind of my You know, it's funny thing. to say that.
1: I mean, it's with, with foods, I do the exact same thing. Interesting. I, yeah, I do I, cookies and cream, ice cream, black coffee. Don't really care as long as it's black. Pizza and ranch all day. <laughs> <laughs> do we need to help Jake? <laughs> Jacob's nah, falling nah, apart. We're good. We're <laughs> good. Okay, just yeah, hold it. Yeah. I'm holding that, up. That thing okay. doesn't like you, whether it's that corner that you're <laughs> <laughs> always on, or it's just, That's so, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is funny. We podcast in my garage, and we have figured out our spots. <laughs> I, I don't think we have assigned seats, but it's like We kind just,
1: of just naturally just, go to them. Yeah. I'm
2: always on this side. Freshman year
1: of college, you sit in the seat the first time, and then it's your seat the whole semester. Yeah, and then,
2: and then if someone's in your seat, yeah, oh, like, it dude. boils you to the core.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it gets you so good. I had that happen to me on
2: the last day of a class. Like, some... Just she just final. decided to sit in my seat. And I was like, no. <laughs> Jacob study for his final
1: for twelve hours
0: and he sits down, he's just thrown yeah, it off completely. So yeah. Jacob yeah. writes all the answers on the bottom yeah. of the desk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on. He he's got a mirror. Yeah, a trap, like the thing that sticks out in right
0: here. <laughs> That's that was Will Goodwin. I remember I was roommates with him and he was like, Yeah, I was that guy that always changed spots in class.
3: Oh, he's Interesting. oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah, totally his element. Well, I thought you said yeah, it was a mirror guy. Is. I realized you'd have to write it backwards. Yeah, you make it mirrors Because they would flip it. So <laughs> like you'd have to be down there like...
3: Just, that's Latin. Yeah. Really so, smart. Have, I've been cleaning Answer
1: the OEC auditorium every every night, and you just actually go to your classroom and just like... <laughs> <laughs> scroll, yeah, yeah,
0: it's a Hieroglyphics on the back of your desk. That's good. Well, let's get into the topic, and I don't think we have that much time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're focusing on dangerous, being dangerous, and what it means to be dangerous. So... Um, yeah, I think we're going to focus on um, what it means to be dangerous in relationships with others and those around us. So I kind of want to start out because I had a small group with um, some married couples last night, and it was with Joe Masic. Shout out to Joe Masic. He, he kind of made this point, and I, I've been reflecting on it ever since. Um, he said, if you were roommates with Jesus, he would kind of be like... Uh, not a horrible roommate, but he'd be really hard to live with. He'd be a really hard guy to live with because he, he is just the epitome of being dangerous and he, he would just call you on. And Mm. and that kind of, that's hard when, when someone's uh, like always calling you on, always pointing out your your faults. That's kind of marriage too. But, but um, yeah, he kind of just posed the question like it's, it being friends with Jesus would actually be Mm. hard. Mm. It would be hard.
2: Well, it I would mean, be nice though, because if you want to go to confession, you can just, you <laughs> you can just your roommate right there. <laughs> just forgives your Sometimes you
1: sin though, he's just looking at you. And he's like, <laughs> I see you. Um, yeah. But uh, so I mean, first I, I like to talk about like so why is Jesus dangerous? You yeah. Know, so it's like yeah, I think we can get to that to that answer that question. But uh-huh. first off, like what 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 did Jesus do that made him dangerous?
0: I think he he definitely had. Um, I want to talk about agreeableness, mm. and I think he he had a very. Um, well, he was, very, he was perfect at being agreeable. Um, but uh, being a dangerous man, you have to know when when it's okay to be agreeable and when it's okay to be disagreeable. Um, as men... Which he was perfect at, too. Which he was perfect <laughs> at. And so he knew when it was time to have conflict, mm. and he knew when it was time to make peace. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it's just as men, we grow up, and when we're raised, I'm raising a boy right now, you raise them to, to be agreeable, and if you raise a man, a boy um, to be disagreeable, and and then their testosterone hits, in it, it's it's a horrible combination. Mm-hmm. If you have a disagreeable man that is strong, like he's uh, there, there are a lot of statistics that Jordan Peterson points to that they'll, you know, end up in prison. Most of the most of the people that are incarcerated are men, and mo- their most similar trait is disagreeableness. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's a there's a lot of disagreeable disagreeableness, and as a dangerous man, you have to know when it's okay to, in, it, like tap into that disagreeable side that, that you mm-hmm. have because you need to, you know, invoke conflict and, and shake up the room and you know invoke conversations, but at the same time you need to be peaceful, and you need to know when someone can handle it and stuff like that. Am I rambling? Definition of disagreeable
1: too. Yeah,
0: right? yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah. Do you want to define both?
0: Yeah, so agreeableness is someone that um, doesn't... um, it's kind of short-term conflict and long-term conflict. So if someone's agreeable, they're willing to sacrifice the short-term... no, they're willing to sacrifice the long-term for the Mm short-term. So let's say that, Eric, you and I get in a fight. And I'm just like, you know what? You're right. You're okay. Like, you're right. I, yeah. sh- I should pick up my room. I'll pick up my room. Mm-hmm. And I just suppress that emotion. And even though you were probably out of order with calling me on or stuff like that, we didn't come to a conclusion. I was just agreeable with you just to to make the waters not stir the waters between mm-hmm. us. And so that's, that's kind of agreeableness. And then disagreeableness, um, disordered disab- disagreeableness is something that... Um, you're always promoting conflict, yeah. and you're always you're always focused on the short term. You're like, we need to make this right now. Mm. We need to get to a conclusion now. Mm. I want results now, and you kind of you focus on the short term, making mm. things right for the short term, and you hope that that mm. you know translates to the long term. But um, there's always that resentfulness
2: that builds up yeah. with those around so you. So that's when those are rooted in vice, though. Yeah makes sense and it it sounds like both have short-term in mind but just different end means Mm -hmm. per se
1: yeah Yeah. i guess what i'm hearing is the topic of like you know how does a dangerous man act in a confrontation whether that's an agreeable confrontation or a disagreeable confrontation and like jesus like you're saying he's he's perfect at this right but you know the way that I think he was dangerous, or the way that he called others on, is because he, he, of course, is the Lord, and he, he, yep. you know, he he sees the fullness of that person, and he and he can also see they're not living up to that potential in a way. Yep. And bringing up the idea of marriage, you know, you're constantly being surrounded by this person, and you know you've seen the great side of them, and you've also seen the the poor side of them. Yeah. I, I haven't experienced it because yeah. I'm not married, right? But I love that idea of what would it be like to live with Jesus? What would it be like yep. to be married with him, or to like be, you know full time uh-huh. roommates with Jesus? Because you know, in the in, in Scripture, he would confront someone and point out what they're doing wrong. You know, and yep. mo- most of the time it was that it was him saying like, "Hey, stop doing this," and you know, or uh-huh. "I've healed you, go sin no more," kind of thing. But there was almost this. I mean, I think like the, the greatest act of love is seeing is willing the good of the other, and and, that, yeah. and and a person seeing that good as the fullness of who that person's supposed to be. Yeah. So it's like if I'm not doing the dishes, or if I'm super messy, uh-huh. or if I'm being lazy, and my roommates. They're like Eric. I, I I know I you know like you have more to offer than the in the way you're living right now, and I think that's like that's the first step of like how a dangerous man should carry himself in a confrontation or in a relationship is seeing the other first and the fullness of who they could be, and then calling that out in a, I mean yes in a gentle way, but like being disagreeable when when you need to be and being agreeable when you also need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to read that, especially like you said, the young men that don't have that formation. That kind of just like flaunt that strength and kind of yeah. flaunt that because kind of, like I've confronted people and they're just not ready for it and yep. other people have confronted me and I'm not ready for it and it's uh-huh. just like, like it's just rocky ground. Yeah, it's know?
0: hard because we're all so broken and we're mm. all disordered. We all yeah. we all don't have order. And that's that's a really good point just with um you know knowing and being prudent and strong with your confrontation. Mm. And it's I think that's so true cuz in marriage you, you you have to will the good of the other yeah. and you have to know if they can handle it mm-hmm. you have to know if this is actually going to be helpful or mm-hmm. if this is going to you know bring up something deeper um, so yeah it's yeah. it's it's really confusing yeah
1: i i'd like to bring up the topic of like intimacy and danger at the same time you know it's just okay. like being dangerous kind of in it but in the intimacy relationship intimate relationship so it's like yeah. i you know i had this conversation recently with someone of like when i as soon as i let Sean or John, like you, into my life. You know, like I, I'm, I'm sharing about myself. I'm letting you in, but I'm also giving you permission to speak into that, or I'm, also, and I'm also giving you permission to hurt me. And I think again, if like we go about you know if we have this great relationship and then we can like something happens and we confront each other in a negative way or not the best way it can almost crumble that like you know it's like that intimacy that i've let you into it also gives you now the power to kind of hurt me yeah you know and, and so it's like it's rocky
3: ground but i don't know it yeah. is it's- this is something jacob hit on last time the 5 to 1 ratio that establishes a good relationship yeah. five positive interactions positive being defined as both of you build each other up, whether it's in body language or verbally, but like you're saying, Eric, in those really intimate relationships, whether it's with a spouse or a good friend or a a relative, it takes four times the amount, so for every 20 interactions, they have to be good. Yeah. For every one bad interaction. Once you've severed that relationship in a really negative way, so that
0: Hmm.
3: uh, statistically is backed up for what you're saying and kind of theory of like, yeah. well, now I've let this person in and how that figures is the human person, the human heart tends because of um, the negative interactions in the past and our ancestors, like understanding that you need to avoid these sorts of situations, that forgiveness is so crucial there. And that's why Jesus tells us yeah. seven times 77, like you need to continually... Both sides need to say, okay, okay, let's, like, we've hurt each other. Let's try to orient ourselves. Is like you're saying, Sean, we need to really establish this common ground and come back to that uh, point of, okay, well, we both need to realize we have to change. We both need to realize that I want to get back to that spot where I don't have to have 20 positive interactions to every single negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I think we can really look at... um, the relationship
0: between Jesus and the Pharisees, I think that's a really interesting relationship because the Pharisees were always trying to spark that, um, spark, you know, um, confrontation. They were always saying things. They were always like, oh, are you going to heal someone on the Sabbath? Are you going to do these things? And, it, and it's interesting because... Um, the Pharisees I don't believe were ever open to it Mm -hmm. they were coming to the relationship trying to invoke confrontation and trying to you know um you know trip him up and stuff like that and I don't like you were saying John I don't think they were ever open to the idea of following him Mm -hmm. and I feel Mm -hmm. like Jesus did handle it well he he would you know speak in parables he would you know um address what they were thinking because he knew what they were thinking probably because of their body language or something like that he could identify what they were actually doing and what they were seeing and how that was affecting their posture and how they were looking at him after he healed someone on, on yeah. the sabbath and yeah that's so interesting because they just weren't open Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think what you're touching on is even a bigger thing of how Jesus would encounter sin and how he would encounter evil at a certain point. Last podcast, we talked about how every dangerous man has the ability to do evil. Right. But it's his choice to do good. That makes him great, kind of. And that, you know, the, the villain is actively doing evil. So, yes, he's a dangerous man, like doing dangerous things. But the hero is is, is a dangerous man who's actually doing the good. And, you know, you look at Jesus in the way that he would encounter, like, demons and people and that he would encounter the Pharisees and necessarily, I guess, like, not necessarily, um, oh, wait, evil. I mean, like, he's encountering sin. He's encountering Uh evil, right? And the way that he confronts that fully... Um it doesn't really shy away from that. Um, I think that, that's that's how dangerous yeah. man. that's what we should be striving for as dangerous men is. The of menace. but we first need to realize kind of what we have to offer, you know, and mm-hmm. I think, yeah, going back to our last podcast. A
0: yeah, bit, no that that definitely goes into you know knowing who we are internally and you know, leaning into our identities. and and Jesus definitely had such a, a strong identity in who he was. And I mm-hmm. think um, yeah, definitely you have to know that you're that lion. You have to realize that you're that lion in mm-hmm. captivity and you need to, um, you know, like you said, if a lion is in captivity, it's going to forget that it's a lion. Yeah. And if we let ourselves be, you know, put down and all of these things, like we're going to, we're going to forget our identity.
1: Hmm. So how, how do we call each other on, you know, so it's like if you, not necessarily looking at living with Jesus, right, but like say you're married and, you know, I mean, I would want my wife to want to be dangerous. You know, yeah. like there's I think that's just a human desire that we all have to kind of yeah, be the fullest of ourself, you know, and um, specifically masculine trait, how do you call dangerous out of another? Or like, you know, how do you how do you kind of awake yeah, yeah. someone else to that identity I, I see of, what you're of saying, Eric. Yeah.
3: I think if we're gonna get these sort of concentric circles of relationships right, obviously the first and priority is between yourself and if we're talking but you know, Uh, Dangerous Dangerosity I like that In relationships If we're gonna take Proverbs 17 Seriously Mm. There's a 27 27, 17 Where For iron sharpening Iron man sharpening man Yeah I think for Guys specifically It goes like Your internal relationship Then you know God's obviously In that uh, Matrix But then it's Guy to guy And then guy to girl Mm. And I think specifically men, we have a very masculine bond. Like, it was a different situation going out shooting the four of us than if you were just to take a single girl. Like, I think a girl's presence would have thrown it off. But what I'm trying to say is, if a guy is noticing that something's not going well, and Sean, you're trying to bring the dangerosity out of me, you need it's something along the lines of like, hey, you got to go back in your dark room. You need to somehow yeah, make it clear, like your your work, your internal control valve is open. Something you got to filter it. I can't help you. God can't help you. A woman is not going to help you. It's going to somehow destroy the relationship if you vent and fume all of your toxicity yep, into yep. her. Like, dude, the best thing you can do for me, the best thing for me to do for you is for you to go and fix your emotions. And that's... Primarily with God. and
2: yeah. yeah. I think the place to start would be fraternally too. And we did a podcast calling each other on. So I think for men to be dangerous with each other, <clears throat> it entails calling that person on to that adventure and then going on that adventure with them yeah, and doing it yeah. hand in hand.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the last yeah. podcast we talked about You know, we gave a shout out to Dungeons and Dragons, and we were talking about like going off into these caves, like these dangerous places, but with others. And then it's like in that place that you level up together in a way, and you kind of, you know, you gain experience and yada, yada, yada. But you know, John and I, me and you specifically, like we have experienced that iron sharpens iron, sharpens iron a lot. Oh, yeah. like, we live together in Rome. We've had a really deep friendship for years now, and there's been many times when it's just like you reach out to me, and I, you know, I just need to be sharpened, and I'm getting kind of dull, and you kind of like you, 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 you know, you cut me in a way that's actually good because it actually points out the flaws of where I'm at, and <clears throat>
3: I hope I can do the same for you. Cut is a very specific word, like it. Yeah. You know, like that one time we were about to fight each other, and then yeah. a minute later we're having a heart to heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, I, that's a, the relationship yeah. of dangerous. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's so and good. And you can mend that. It's
2: not like yeah. a but deep I think wound.
1: The only way to call the dangerosity out of someone is to be dangerous in that moment with them. You know, it's just yep. like or like you see someone <clears throat> like in their life, like on a cliff, about to make a jump that you know is not good for them, and you know that they don't want to make that choice either. It's like, you actually need to go up to that cliff with them and stand yeah. there with them and actually experience the same fear of falling into this with them and, and saying, like, I'm, I'm here, and I, 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 like, I want to be dangerous with you. Oh, I want to bring you out of this in a way. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. experience this a lot. Oh, that's yeah. so
0: good. I, yeah. that, that reminds me of uh, my grandma. She was... Because we just ended up talking about um, something really, really, like, strong. We were talking about... Um, suicide amongst, amongst youth mm. and it, and the best, she was telling me, she was talking to a psychologist because um, she was a teacher for the longest time yeah. and she says the best thing that you can do is actually don't take the power out of their hands. You need to affirm that they have the power. You need mm-hmm. to be like um, if if a if a young person is suicidal, you n- you need to be like, yeah, you can commit suicide, you can do this, but let's let's try like the other 300 things that you do before suicide. You know, let's try mm. these other things before suicide. The worst thing that you can do is hide all the knives, you know, hide all the bleach in your house and stuff like that. That's the worst thing that you can do because you're not showing them that you trust them. Mm. You're not showing them that they they don't have the power and the worst thing that they're going to do is prove try to prove you're wrong by that so you need to affirm their strength and affirm their ability Mm. to to carry that out and you need to um you know take them off and and be there with them and then be like okay let's back down let's figure out a couple things just give me two weeks before you jump off the cliff. And if if things don't go well, let's, let's see what happens. But you need to affirm their power and their strength and you need to come at it in, in a place of strength because I've had, I've had some people come to me and say, you know what, Sean, like. I, I attempted suicide last summer and and, that, and i was like wow like that just like tore me to my core and and i i didn't know what to do yeah. with that but the best thing that i could have done is affirm him in his strength in for just admitting that yeah. for just admitting that and and putting that you know putting that strength and affirming his identity and mm-hmm. stuff like that with within that yeah.
1: i mean i think this is a it's a really fine line that we're walking yeah. with that topic, and mm-hmm. um, but I think what you're speaking at is like bringing it to light. Like yep. that's the you know, um, I've been on countless retreats when I when sin comes to light for me, and it's just like it's just healed. It's uh-huh. just kind of you know the the blemish that was there is just kind of cleared. And talking about living with Jesus and talking about how He encountered others, you know, He Jesus would bring the sin in others to light. Yep. And I think that's you know that like, that's the role of a dangerous man is uh-huh. that he you know he's supposed to enter into a room and he has kind of allow others to feel safe around him, but it also like kind of, you know, sometimes it draws the evil side out of people or it draws kind of like, you know, it's like uh, things just boil to the surface. And I think, you know, I've been in relationships when I've been wanting to be a dangerous man and like another, you know, whatever, just like like a, a good friend in my life brings brings these things to light and he's yeah. the only one that can do it because he's also pursuing the same things i am because yeah. you've let him in too. because i've let yeah. him in exactly and he he has the power in that moment to to you know give me permission or he can you know or, or he can actually be with me in that and actually yeah. bring these things to light and help me process that stuff and I, i've been in situations like that very similar and th- like yeah the first step is just like admitting it and just actually bringing things to light you know on these spo retreats we always talked about um like taking ground like allowing the lord to take back ground in your heart mm-hmm. because throughout our lives we experience these wounds and these sins that kind of cloud our <clears throat> judgment cloud who we are and just like this darkness kind of seeps in and i always got the image of just like this light shining right and, and the lord coming in and removing this thing and then replacing it with light with himself and actually him taking back ground um because you know, sometimes I feel like I'm fighting a losing battle. But as soon as I look to my left and my right and I see that there's these other kind of dangerous warrior men next to me that actually want to live this life, I don't really feel alone. I feel, I, I, you know, I, I see, I go in these retreats with men and I'm like, whoa, like we, we can take background. It's not just yeah. me. I'm, I'm, I'm not alone.
0: Oh, yeah. Things like that.
2: And Jesus always does it out of a place of love, too. Yeah, that's even the, even the, the most Judas, important part. He called Judas out. But at the same time, even after Judas committed those mistakes, he still wanted him to come back. Yeah.
1: And he knew he was going to do it. He's like, yeah, Yeah. he's already betrayed me.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only times he rebuked people would be for their help, for their gain, not to put himself on a higher pedestal but to help them yeah,
1: yeah. and i think that's the, that's the disagreeable trait we're talking about yes actually yes. in the moment disagreeing with someone yes. for the benefit of who they are and who, you know and and actually getting to the point where we're about to throw fists at each other john you that's know, it's so good like, and it's at the moment we're like you know but then light kind of comes through that that's so interesting
0: yeah. because i thought this th- what we were going to talk about was kind of um invoking conflict with people but i think it's It's very important to receive that conflict. Let's Mm. say that you and I are getting in a fight, Eric, and I'm you're calling me out. I can do two things. I can be like "f you" and leave, Mm. or I can be like, "You know what? He might have something good to say." Square up and let's go. You know, I've been vulnerable Mm. with this guy before, and he Mm. might be touching things or seeing things that I don't see. Mm. Yeah, because it's it's so just that analogy that you said. You know, bringing things to the light and letting. Jesus, like, let's say, let's, let's say Jesus, you know, is ripping away our impurity or our struggle Mm -hmm. with impurity. Like we can either be like, okay, I struggled with this. This is over. I'm going to move on. Or you just, you just go and grasp it again. Mm -hmm. You just go and do it again. Well,
2: Jesus likes to wrestle. He'll he wrestle does. with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, my name Jacob Israel, it's one who wrestles. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> it's it's not like he pins you down and choke holds you and makes you cry uncle. He's yeah. like, no, you know, I'm gonna let you give an inch and nudge me here. And I think it all goes to show um, how a faith not tested, is a faith not trusted. Mm-hmm. You look at all these people in the Bible; those are the ones who tested God oh, yeah. and fought with Him, yeah. but ultimately they were strengthened by that. So Jesus lets you, you know, get in the f- few good shots because He knows ultimately it's going to be for your benefit. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean,
1: I'm always I'm always a proponent of just saying like, if you're mad at God, just go just go to Adoration and be mad at Him. Like, you know, just yeah. actually go face what you need to face. You know, I talked about last time of like going into that cave and fighting Darth Vader, who's myself kind of thing, and it's yeah. like that's yeah. what we need to do. Well, it's you know. so much
2: more freeing, too. And mm-hmm. you know when someone's mad at you. And if you're going weeks and you just see it and that passive. But once mm-hmm. you have that fight and once you come to that uh, come to Jesus moment with that person, it's so much more freeing.
1: Yeah. Yep. But it, and it's also so risky because you know, yeah. it, like you're, you're you're building this castle or you're building this bridge with this person, and it gets to this moment when you both got torches in your hand, you know, and you're like, I, you know, I can burn this thing right now, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and and John or Sean is like, I can burn it too, you know. And it's and I think it's it's that level of intensity that yeah. unless we're at that point, we actually can't find truth. We actually yeah. can't see point. the other, you know, and, and I imagine in marriage is a lot like that. I don't oh, know if yeah. it's just this idea going back to like living with Jesus, you know, and he's like constantly calling you on, but he's also calling you out all the yeah. time, you know, and it's but, like, it, and it's intense because you see everything and you get to this yeah. point where you could probably constantly burn the house down in your relationship, Yeah, right? But it's like that breakthrough moment and sometimes you don't find that. Sometimes mm-hmm. the bridge actually burns a little bit and you have yeah. to repair that and it's difficult.
2: And then, yeah, and ultimately, um, Casey Dinah, shout out to him. Um, one of his things is, what would you do if fear wasn't involved? And so when it <laughs> comes to that, it's like, do I confront them? Do I not? And yeah. you think, well, if I don't fear, what is it? And that might not always be it, confront them. Maybe it's, I don't fear enough where they have such a hold on me that I have to take action right now. But mm. then sometimes you ask a person, you're like, hey, man, I just kind of noticed we've been off a little bit of something going on you find out they're not mad at you they had something happen to them mm-hmm. you know and so this whole time these misconceptions yeah. Yeah. that start growing in your head yeah. are all built on a lie
1: yeah and you know I think there's the the natural dichotomy of every you know we see these heroes that we, we talked about last cast just like Batman and all these things but the, you know a lot of the movies don't focus on their vulnerabilities yeah. or I guess that, I mean a lot of them do it's just like you know they can Superman can do anything but but like' yeah. it's that one kryptonite you know it's that one <laughs> yeah. thing
0: that's gonna kill him No right? that's, that's so funny because Jordan Peterson was talking about that how the, the Superman comics they just got boring because he, yeah, could, do he could do everything he could, yeah. you know yeah. he swallows an atomic bomb yeah, yeah. and that's it you know yeah. no I mean, there's no like Henry there's Camp no joy in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Camp, we got him fellas if he's listening shout out <laughs> <up. laughs>
2: we got him but um, that's
0: yeah you you have to have weaknesses
1: and you, you yeah. and we all do we all yeah. do but it's it's that dichotomy though that like you know in, in a way vulnerability in today's world, cannot exist in danger. You know, what I mean, it's just like either you know, there's a dangerous thing, but in, in order to take a risk, a risk in itself is is putting yourself in in, in the way of danger, and it's actually yeah. lo- allowing yourself to be vulnerable in that moment. So I'm, I'm yeah. I, I do not like heights. I'm really bad with heights, um, and I love rock climbing because every single time I get <laughs> the wall, I feel like I kind of like break down a little bit. I'm sweating, I'm shaking, you know, but it's just like yeah. no, this is actually bringing something out of me in a vulnerable state that's actually, like, in a way making me feel more dangerous. Well, mm-hmm. Jordan
2: Peterson talks about how without chaos and some degree of chaos, the world would be miserable. Yeah. Because wow. we'd have yeah. nothing to call us on, no uh-huh. adventures to partake in, mm. and we yeah. just kind of sit around like a cyborg. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yin, yin
0: and yang, the, the perfect you know, relationship between chaos and order in yeah. each, uh, you know, the chaos being the dark and the, the order being the white and, but they each have, you know, the eye, yeah. the two snakes that are eternally eating each other. Mm. That's
1: kind of the Ouroboros, the Ouroboros. Thank you, John. <laughs> John, can I uh, put you in the spotlight? I mean, ask what has been your experience wrestling with God?
3: Well, I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> it's really fitting that I'm doing physical wrestling as well. I think that is something that males need to do. You know, you need to get, whether whatever age you're at, you need to do something where you're putting your hands on another person and learning how to do it well. Like, in child psychology development, they say it's integral to do this thing called rough and tumble play. Yeah. Where, cool. like, you need to learn how to, it's kind of weird watching now in this uber-sexualized world, but there are play places now specifically for like that aim to get kids and boys and girls at this age because they're not too different when they're two or three, but learning how to play well and then it's like a big wrestling match and then as soon as one kid kind of says no, you understand that the no means no and you don't continue. Hmm. And like it's getting away from the original question, but when I'm training in the mixed martial arts gym and this... Mexican guy Juan is beating the crap out of me and I you, you can have two responses and this is something that is deeply spiritual is that you get really fra- and this is something I'm inclined to uh, intensely where you can get really upset with yourself and say why am I being beat like why is this happening I'm getting angry I'm getting really angry and you start to lash out and you start to lower your defenses you know your fists literally you stop Protecting your face, and you just kind of go ape or you chimp out on this guy, and that is a very terrible move to make because your defences are down. You're acting in a very vulnerable manner, in the negative aspect of the word. But you start to become overwhelmed with chaos and anger, and your emotions. Specifically, I'm talking the analogy is working spiritually and physically. When your emotions get the best of you you lose yeah when I'm fighting and I get too emotional the guy beats the crap out of me and I find it my Mm. I'm find myself on my ass saying okay if I would have just taken a step back from that path of anger and anxiety and hate leads to anger and anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering like that's the The Anakin archetype is that you know it's the same thing with God and Luke took the right path. He took a step back, and he took a deep breath, and you were able to control yourself. So I think with God, he's always teaching us. Like Jacob said, I don't know if I'd ever landed a good shot at him because usually when I want to get a shot at him, I'm pissed. Like, I'm a haymaker, you Christ. (laughs) That's (laughs) deeply heretical, but it's an intense relationship, an intense individual. Uh But out of that, you learn how to make a good one, two, or yeah. he sidestepped. It's it's a training. You learn your strengths. Wrestling strike. is yeah. trained and weaknesses. yeah. yeah. Do you I guys mean, ever
2: wonder why Jesus drew in the sand in the gospel?
3: You mean you're referring to the part when the yeah, woman's about to be like like stoned? Yes. I think you have an answer? <laughs> so I have an answer that I heard
2: from a priest, and he's telling me that Jesus was faced with an ultimatum, right? If he yeah. were to say, Yes, you can stone her, he'd be following the law, but he would be stoning that woman killing her yeah if he said no he would be breaking the law so jesus being fully human had to buy some time and instead of just talking right away (laughs) he took a step back (laughs) and he he drew in the stand in the sand relaxed himself came to his senses and then answered let the person without sin be the first to cast Mm. a stone and then they walked away and he was able to save the woman and still not violate the law because Jesus Uh never violated the law. He was the fulfillment of the law. Uh So it's a perfect example of what John's saying is stepping Mm -hmm. away, Mm -hmm. taking a moment, breathing, and then making a decision. That's that's such
3: a masculine thing because it's our intense nature to, I'm going to use the word again, chimp out. Like your chimpanzee brain goes, I'm going to attack this guy. I'm going to attack this mother and just beat the crap out of it. But that is very natural and the super the grace like it grace operates with nature jacob and so if you just take that step back and jesus is always saying like just call on me yeah let me in that moment let me have it
1: yeah Jacob, I remember, uh, on a, on a p- previous podcast, you said yeah. that growing up, your mom would always say before, count to 10. Yeah, yeah, before you ever want to do something, count to 10 just yeah. when you're angry and then you're like, mm-hmm. I'd get to 10 and I wouldn't want to do it anymore. And you know, kind of the same topic of, or know, yeah, I think, I mean, we can't avoid the topic of humility talking yeah. about this. Cause you know, in every single confrontation, if it's not coming from a posture of humility and you know, a posture of yes, I see something wrong or not wrong. Like I see something that you're doing that i don't necessarily agree with or a weakness in you you know I, I learned this lesson recently is that like before we it's like the classic saying you know the lord says this and like why are you so willing to call out the the splinter in your brother's eye but you're not mm-hmm. seeing the log in your own eye so i think like yes as dangerous men we also need to be humble and i think that the idea of yeah. having strength is knowing when to use it right and it's i imagine you're you're on the mat with that guy you know and it's it's knowing when to use that strength, and when, when
3: when our emotions get involved and start controlling us, we we, we don't we lose that prudence. There's a know? reason why ninjas are often associated with Zen, or yes, like a cool. samurai, or a Zen. Or Shout <laughs> sure out to our hopeful sponsor, <laughs> Zins. Yes. <laughs>
1: believe <laughs> we'll it
0: at
3: that.
1: <laughs> but I mean also you know Jacob wrestling with God you know it's yep. like you know he God God could have choked him out in the first ten seconds right but he actually allowed him to to wrestle for a bit and, and mm-hmm, you know yeah. it's uh, talking about wrestling with your son or this role you know roll and tumble education playing I've never heard about it in
2: full circle I like it yeah
1: exactly but just this idea of like learning how to kind of flex your strength with other brothers and learning yep. how to flex that kind of that, 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 dangerous, that dangerosity in a way iron sharpens iron. But at the same time, at the end of the battle, at the end of the wrestling match, like God broke his hip, you know, like it ended in humility, but he mm. still gave him time on the mat to wrestle. You know, yeah. he still gave him time on the mat to kind of understand
3: himself. The, the continuation of that definition is one who wrestles with God and is victorious mm. because the angel or God spirit manifest in that dream acknowledges that Jacob put up a good fight and he's like okay 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 like you win even though he didn't pin the angel yeah. ever he the angel said for whatever reason your you've merited my respect your fighting mm-hmm. ability whether like, you didn't beat me but i see that you know it's it's admirable yeah. and i'm going to give you uh, I'm going to grant you my favor and my blessing. I think... Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and that was breaking of the hip. People see it as a negative, but it was really actually a blessing. It's like a battle mm-hmm. wound, a scar, yep. yeah. a tattoo. And it's, yeah. it's a reminder the of, his, of his coming of passage. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. yeah that's cool yeah
1: and i mean i i mean i think all of life is just one big wrestling match with god you know it's just like you know he unless we're actually going out and encountering things that are going to challenge us unless we're actually choosing to confront someone when we see something in them unless we're allowing ourselves to be confronted and i'm not trying to just talk on an ivory tower i'm terrible at this right but of like unless we're actually open to those challenges or we're just going to sit on the couch and be sedentary and just you know become you said robo cyborgs yeah but it's like you know what it means to what it Means to be a man is to actually flex these things and uh-huh. surround yourself with men that are going to call that out of you, but also give you a chance to call it out of them. You know, yep. and I think, um, yeah, I mean, f- like battle after battle, I feel like has just come mm-hmm. into my life, or just like situation after situation, and we have to continuously wrestle through these things. Uh-huh. And yeah. as soon as we choose to tap out, like l- like life is life, will never choke us out unless we allow it to, right? Yeah, but yeah, unless, yeah. But like you know, as long as we're not allowing our emotions to get control of us, and we're we're staying in the fight and having a cool yeah. head. Yeah.
2: And okay. it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't talk about Anakin a little bit. Well, know. yes. yes. <laughs> so Anakin, he doesn't <laughs> seek help though with his yeah. with his issues. Yeah. And he al- goes on this run of self-sufficiency that ultimately what does it get him? It gets him more restrictions. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have freedom. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes a cyborg. Yeah.
1: I was thinking more <laughs> on that, on the on the whole Anakin thing if we talked about it last time, and it's it's like you know, there was almost a destiny in him that that this was kind of predestined that he would choose the dark side, and there was a lot of things that would lead up to his choice. And at the same time, like like there was a there was a you know a bounty out for his soul in a way. Yeah, and, and I yeah. you know the. Scripture says the lion prowls, or the the devil prowls around like a lion, looking uh-huh. to devour. And I think you know we need to be cautious of our enemy, and we need to be yeah. preparing for that. But you yeah. know what I mean. So it's just like well, wasn't Luke destined,
2: destined though too? Yes. But he chose the good exactly ultimately.
1: because he had the correct support, correct vulnerability. He was teachable, like we talked about last time. And uh, I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of it can be synonymous with with relationships and how we enter into friendship. Yeah, so, just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think it makes
0: sense. yeah, just coming going back to the beginning of the the podcast <laughs> all over the place. it just it just takes strength you need to be strong you need to go into a confrontation strong mm-hmm. and with strength of character and i mean if it gets physical you need to be strong to be able to you know not back down yeah with, within the conflict i think that you if you're strong and if you stand your ground and if you confront someone and they're they start going back at you because they're always going to return punches you know if you if you you know shake someone to their boots, they're going to... You know, that that's not fun as a human. Yeah. You know, if you get called out for something big, you're going to... I... Know that if I get called out, especially in marriage, I am the first to be on the offensive and, and start going back. Mm, yeah. And that's not that's not the best place. But if you are the one bringing the confrontation, you need to be you need to be strong. You know yeah. you need to be able to stand your ground and and not let the emotions get you wrapped up. Uh, just in marriage, if I if the Lexi comes to me with something, and if she's strong, and if she withstands my you know blows of emotional grasping, and uh, I usually come to the conclusion uh, that I'm wrong. You know, mm. I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, I was wrong, mm-hmm. but she was able to withstand yeah. me being like, "Well, you did this. Well, you did this." Yeah. You know, is, like does Alexi kind of-
2: listen to the podcast? I think she'll love that part. right <laughs> <laughs> no, She doesn't really. So,
1: but you know, but like as you know, as we were talking about earlier, like there's like that victory of his his hip being broken. Yes, yeah. that's a it's a, a certain trophy, that's a certain triumph. But it's humility, and uh-huh. actually, like sometimes totally. humility is the victory. Yeah, and actually, yeah. understanding that, like, whoa, well, I'm wrong. Like that's a victory in itself, and. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I would love to do some practicals. We haven't done a practice in a long time. Well, I
3: mean, we haven't. Ultimately, guys, I just want to caveat this with: we're talking interpersonal relationships, or yeah. even a intrapersonal relationship with yourself. All these fightings, yeah. but um, that's dealing with small fish. And we, as men, are and we we're, were called to work in this life. And there are people out there who earnestly seek the destruction of all that is good Absolutely. and holy, and are actively trying to like eradicate the yes the the church and God. Like people hate Jesus, yes, yeah. and, and we can kind of joke about being angry at him. But at the end of the day, like we are going to be there for him as his brothers and sons, yeah. and like fighting for him. So the the sharpening that goes on in our relationships is going to pan out to wherever you're called to but like you need to be like sean's saying you need to be strong enough yeah to withstand because like all this is in, yeah. interpersonal fighting, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but when the day comes when you're called to withstand the hordes of evil yes. that are actually there and they've been they've been fighting themselves they've been training are yep. you going to be strong enough
0: yeah i think okay let's let's kind of transition this i don't, i know we don't have that much time but we've kind of been talking about, you know, stra- being a dangerous man within relationships w- between men and women. No, <clears throat> sorry, between like men, men on men, like strong man on strong man, you know, type things. But let's talk about being a dangerous man with within relationships um, of the culture. Because the reality is we're going against the structure of the culture and we're, we're fighting against the structure of the culture, and people are gonna see that and be like, "Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. What are you doing?" I have an example. Um, this this guy at work. Um, hopefully, he never listens to this. But um, I, I I was doing something wrong, and he came to me, and he was like you you did this wrong, like, he was super mad because I kind of, like, messed up because he's in customer service, and so I made a big mistake. He just mistake. got chewed out. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> just got chewed out by this distributor, and so he came to me yeah. super pissed. Yeah. So I don't think he likes me. Um, That's okay. So, so yeah, yeah, continuing the story, I have this... Um, I have this pro-life bumper sticker on the back of my car. It's about Planned Parenthood. And I don't think he's a Christian guy or anything like that. But we were kind of walking out to our cars at the same time. Mm-hmm. And his car was parked behind mine. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, like, I get in my car... And I just get super, like, self-conscious. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to see the bumper sticker. Mm -hmm. And so I look in my rearview mirror. He's walking by. He just turns and, like, reads the bumper sticker. And then he just, like, sits there. And then he, like, realizes that it was me. And then he keeps walking. Mm. And so, like, he probably does not have—he probably thinks that, like— I'm this, I'm this weird guy that is, you know, wh- why is he like that? But at the same time, I'm in the gym every single day. He works out, too. Yeah. And I'm in the gym, like, you know, working out, getting strong, getting mm-hmm. big. And he sees that. And I think that strength um, is, is able to withstand, you know, a confrontation that he might come up to me and be like, oh, dude, what the F is going on with this? You're some, you know, Christian mm-hmm. guy. But, like, me showing my strength and not showing vulnerability and being a strong man yeah. you know asking for you know this these are all things that I hope but I think that when I get in a room you know I ask for you yeah. know people to respect me mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I have a strength about me yeah. I hope yeah that that demands respect so mm. like how do we flex our strength mm-hmm. of you know, being dangerous within this culture.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I mean, identity. Like, you, yeah. like, you know, you just touched on your work and, mm-hmm. you know, you made a mistake, but your identity isn't necessarily in your job. Yeah. So you make a mistake in that and like, oh, yes, okay, yes, I made a mistake. You, you can, you know, acknowledge that and be truthful. But at the same time, there's actually something bigger that you're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And I think how we engage the culture as dangerous men, I think our witness. And what we do and the way that we live is going to speak a lot louder a lot louder than what we say definitely Um, because my practical for this cast that I I was going to share is just you know what are we fighting for like you know like are you fighting for your family are you fighting for your job you know I, I I encounter people at work I see people all the time you know it's just like like, what, what are you getting up for? What, what, like, you know, why do you get out of bed? Like, what yeah, are you fighting you for? Even... Like, someone who's going to the gym each day, he's fighting for health. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that he's fighting for, right? Yeah. You know, this person is trying to get into a relationship, like he's fighting for her heart or his heart in that mm-hmm. moment, you know? And there's a certain idea of, like, I, I think in the way that we battle and how we actually kind of portray ourselves as warriors, if that makes sense, whether it's for fitness or for faith, for fellowship, I don't know. But I just think that's how we're going to disrupt the culture and that's how we're going to yeah. kind of bring this dangerous mentality to the world is, is is choosing where to you know where to place our flags and what hill, you know.
2: Well Sean, I just yeah. wanna applaud you because I think in this situation you are agreeable where you're supposed to be agreeable and yeah. disagreeable where you're supposed to be disagreeable. True. For instance, being pro life Fairly disagreeable yeah. oh, Half the population would say so So he notices that Okay maybe he doesn't agree maybe he does yeah. In terms of conflict you're agreeable In the sense you recognized your Yeah, This wasn't an totally. alpha posturing move No, It was just a hey look I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm not yep. going to fight anger with anger mm-hmm. because ultimately, like Eric was saying, what am I fighting for? I got a beautiful wife at home yeah. and a kid. Totally. That's my priority. I'm not going to risk having yeah. something crummy happen yep. over some guy who's upset. Uh-huh. I know my worth. And that totally. to me is the remnants of an alpha. I like that. Mm. That's, thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate and even
1: that. you know, even in how you encounter him. It yeah. shows that you're fighting a bigger battle. It's like, you know, even in the, like, I mean, I know I'm going, taking steps backwards in the, mm-hmm. in the cast here, but if we're if, if we're encountering someone and not acknowledging, like, you know, if, if we're encountering a Christian brother and we're not acknowledging the, the bigger battle happening, that like, yes, like when you're training with someone, like you're training for the battle, you're not fighting the battle in that moment, if yeah. that makes sense. And mm-hmm. if we're not encountering others with this bigger picture, perspective of there's a lot more happening out in the world than what's going on here. But if we can get this right, we can go off and do great things together, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And in the way that he kind of encounters you, your response, kind of like that posture of humility or that just that like, yeah, I'm going to be disagreeable with you in this moment, but agree that I've made a mistake. You know, he can see that, oh, he has, he he has other things that actually, you know, there's more worth than who he is at work. Because I think we see a lot of, you know, just with coworkers, I feel like those are the people we encounter most in the world as as Christians. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I feel like the more we let them into our lives outside of what we do in the office, it actually kind of gives a whole picture or a a bigger perspective of like, whoa, this person has more to offer than just this report or just this kind of, you know, sales Mm -hmm. number and things like that. Uh And and I, and I think our culture lacks that. We lack that vulnerability. We lack that encounter. Yeah. Um, yeah. We lack that. This is a whole nother cast. We could could talk on.
0: So I like this. I think that we have a lot more to talk about. I think we we have a, another podcast that we want to do, you know, um, bring, being dangerous, this kind of touched in on culture in faith. Being dangerous in faith, uh, do we touch on that this podcast or should we talk about? No, we, we can do about... like
1: faith and culture.
0: Okay, yeah, let's extends. do that. We can do that next. But um, do we want to do some practicals? Yeah, within this one?
1: my I mentioned it earlier, but my one practical would be to like sit down and write down three battles that you're fighting or that you wish to fight for oh, like right that. now whether it's yourself, you know, but like, again, the whole dangerous thing can't be a selfish desire. It needs to be directed at others. So Mm -hmm. are you fighting for your family? Are you fighting for a relationship? You know, it's, or or are you fighting for your future wife? Like every moment that you, I consider my twenties as a training ground. Like I just, everything I do each day is, is a process of, of a longer journey and and I'm training right now and I need to find out what battle I'm actually preparing for. And I don't even know, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to figure that out. So that's
2: sweet. I'd say wrestle with God bring it to him he already knows you're angry with him or you're frustrated about something just go in there and tussle
3: it out Mm -hmm. you are what you eat i would advise people to really take a good hard look at what they're ingesting whether it's uh, psychological what are you reading what are you Mm. yeah um what are you taking in spiritually are you feeding off the resentment of others are you controlled in that what are you, what are you literally putting in your mouth the food is it junk food is it full of sugar is it processed cuz the real like our ancestors dealt with they ate meat yeah. and they ate lots of fresh fruit and whole foods so if you so we're not just spiritual creatures if you change up your diet your emotional well-being is going to improve drastically mm. and especially at a young age as men we got to be and like Liam, your son. Yep. Um, you just gotta have the best quality ingredients. You, you gotta put what is it? Like um premium. If you have a Mercedes-Benz, you gotta you can't put in regular you put no host in yeah. with a beamer. You yeah, need dude, to,
1: we're V8s, man. We're made for diesel. Diesel. Diesel.
3: diesel. Okay, diesel. mine is um
2: unless you have a Tesla.
0: Mine's <laughs> <laughs> Then you put in a bunch of old coal. <laughs> um I think I wanna Mine's super simple. I just want to stand up straight. I don't want Mm. um, the things that I'm going through to affect my posture. Mm. So I think, I mean, it's kind of Jordan Peterson's first rule, stand up straight. But I want to, you know, always have good posture. And I think today at work, I was so tired. I got like four hours of sleep, and I guarantee I was slumped over at my desk. Yeah. You know, so I want to keep my posture strong, you know, standing up straight, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and let
2: that affect Yeah Sean are you a leg crosser Naturally Yeah So I actually heard That's bad <laughs> That yeah Don't cross your legs uh-huh. You're more likely then To actually be conscious Of your slouching Interesting Yeah. Oh
1: yeah see I mean, I'm gonna google that later And, and come then, over with it. In the next cast <laughs> Well no well, I mean I'm just interested I'm a, yeah. mega, I'm a mega crosser So
0: Yeah you're crossing right now Well thanks for no, joining man. us On this uh, Whirlwind of a
1: podcast Yes Thanks for listening You got E
3: Jay John. <laughs> <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Alright.
0: Okay. Peace, guys. Peace.
2: Sons
1: of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.